And welcome to what I'm calling the second inning, because this is the second interview with Jim, uh, the second inning of an interview with Jim Mazza, who, if you don't know who he is, the way this guy's blowing up and taking over the scene, give it time, you're going to know exactly who it is. So tonight, we're going to go back a couple months ago. It was, we talked right about in the middle of the pandemic and everything he was leading up to it. But since then, Jim's put out some amazing prints. He, his stuff is all online. Expresso Beans has hit up pretty hard with his work. People have enjoyed the buzz. So tonight, we're going to take off right where we left off last time and kind of dig into that um, and go right into it hard and heavy. But before we do that, let's get to the simple stuff. Jim, man, how you doing over there on the West Coast? I'm doing well, man. Thank you. Jim, now we both have lived in cold weather climates most of our lives. You're now in the West Coast in an area that typically doesn't see snow. Is that right? Uh, yeah. Very rare. Very rare. Now, are you seeing snow right now? No. it's only, I mean, it's only. I've only actually seen it snow twice in this area where I live, and it like didn't amount to anything. <laughs> it's just like a s- snowflakes falling down. A slight sprinkling. Well, it's just interesting because yeah. it seems like everywhere I'm looking online right now, every single state's getting inundated with snow so i just assumed and you know the old assumption you know i mean if it did snow here we'd probably be in shape like texas <laughs> it, it, it is nuts there they were talking um a little while ago they were saying they were talking about miss america i guess they had the miss america pageant there i i have no desire to um I, I could care less about Miss America. Like, it does nothing for me. Um, but the, I guess all of the people there, like, they're supposed to fly out, but they're all stuck in hotels. Like, oh, I guess they don't have running water and stuff. So they were on the news complaining about, you know, how hard they have it and stuff. And I'm like, just just lay back and relax. Like, there's, it's, it's going to be okay. You'll get home soon enough. And just the old, good old Miss America. <laughs> anyway, let's get right into the art. So the last time we talked, you the last print that I remember talking to you about was going to be the um, you had you had just done the you were working really heavily on art pieces like you we were you were transitioning from a lot of gig posters from the year before into really working heavily on your art prints, um, and that you had said at that time that's something that you have always wanted to do. Is that correct? Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, it's it's funny. Like when I when I first started getting into gig posters. Um, I remember I would go to flat stocks and stuff and I would see other artists that were doing like art prints and that type of thing. And um, early on, I really kind of had a hard time um, trying to figure out what I wanted to do as far as like my own art, you know, like it was always easier for me to create an image, you know, for a band or be inspired by some lyrics or something like that. And I think, you know, over the last um, 16, 17 years, I've kind of, develop you know certain characters in my work and stuff like that and um imagery and, and that type of stuff and i just kind of it made it a lot easier to start transitioning into art prints and um, paintings and <clears throat> um toys and stuff like that that just don't ha- doesn't have a band name on it but still is recognizable you know as my work and people kind of look for that now you know well you know the one thing I, I said last time, and I'll, I'm going to say it again, is your work is very distinctive. Like, you have a very distinctive style that stands out. There's something that you look at, it's, it's Mazza art. We, it, it just stands out, and I really enjoy that about it. Because um, it's, it's you know, your pieces have that, like, there's, like, a very lifelike appearance, and there's very, like, this, like, out of this world, I don't know, it's just got this great twist of stuff that's unique to you, and it's it's, you know... And I love that because there is a lot of art that you kind of look at and you can see similarities between them, but yours is very much stands out. And I love that about it. And what I, and what I appreciate and I respect a lot in these trying times in this pandemic. And since the last time we spoke, you know, a lot of artists have had, you know, a struggle or whatnot, trying to keep themselves afloat and something that you've done tremendously well. And, and I applaud you for this is that you keep putting out killer piece after killer piece. And you're you're selling them out, and not only killer piece after killer piece, but you put out a t-shirt, the t-shirt and the hoodie line that those sold super quick, um, and and the dude, it's just man, I applaud you, man, because you did something that I just a lot of people couldn't, and it's just the you got a backing that's absolutely awesome. Yeah, I mean, I, I got really lucky. I mean, I guess it's really like I think about it often how grateful I, I am for the people that buy my work and you know support me on a consistent basis i mean 
it seems like, you know, every drop throughout most of this year, when I look through the orders, it's always, you know, it's a lot of the same names, you know, you'll have new people coming in, but there's always that steady group of people that seem to buy almost every drop, you know? Um, so they, they're kind of the ones that make it possible. <laughs> and, uh, you know, you well, can't really side of that as an artist, because without them, you really, you know, you're not going to be able to do much. <clears throat> well, the thing too, is people aren't, people aren't going to buy and they're not going to buy shit. Let's just be realistic. People aren't going to buy shit art. Like, you know, people aren't going to buy if because, you know, unfortunately, there is there is people out there that create things and people just can't get behind because it's just not their thing. But yeah. when you create things that and you have that ability to be open to the public, which you very much are, people can people can support that. You know, when you can put a face to what's coming out and that's what's pretty wild. Um, yeah. Let's talk about some of the pieces that came out since we last talked. When you last talked, you actually put out. The last thing I remember was we had talked about the resin figure, which that sold out. Yeah, that was actually a pre-order, so but it sold really quick. I mean, I think it was like a four or five minutes. That, 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 pretty cool. I mean, I was pretty happy considering it was the first my first you know art toy release, basically. I mean that uh, now. Was it difficult having to transition from having to make like something that's flat and not three dimensional to having to design something that is three dimensional? Um, not really. I mean, there there was limitations that you kind of have to keep in mind as far as molding goes and stuff like that, and um, going back and forth with the people that were making the mold and casting the resin would kind of they would kind of tell me you know things that would need to be adjusted and stuff like that, um, but. The biggest thing for me is I would have to do a turnaround, which, you know, is basically like a front, back, side, and three-quarter view of the character, maybe a top view or depending on, you know, the sculptor. But um, but I, I have a background in animation, so that kind of stuff is not that hard for me to do. I've done it before, you know? Yeah. So I just kind of to, you know, these characters and... I'll do a turn for the sculptor and then I'll hand it off to them. And then basically they'll send me updates and I'll just make notes right on top of their, you know, um, JPEG, but it's of a 3d model. So I can just draw on there and if I need something adjusted. And so it wasn't, it wasn't too bad. It was pretty, pretty smooth. Now, is this something we're going to see more of at, down the line? Or is there going to be more of a figure collection come out? Or is this going to be something that maybe is a one-time deal and you might revisit, revisit it later down the road? No, I'm, I'm pretty heavy into it right now. I got, um, I got one piece being the resin is about to be cast. The mold's been made. Um, I got another one. I've posted the rabbit, this little rabbit action figure I made. I've posted him on Instagram. But we ran into a, a couple little hiccups, but now I've had the guy, uh, one of my guys is casting the resin for that right now. Um, so I should have some of those pretty soon. Um, but that's going to be like an action figure with like a card back and stuff with mm. art on it and like a little bubble case that goes over it. Kind of oh, like sweet. a Star Wars figure. Um, Dude, I, I, I dig those things. Like those are, that's just, that just throws me back because... Like growing up, you'd get those things, and it just that whole like you bend it back, and then the piece would pop out, and the figure and all the pieces would fall out. Like I yeah. miss those days. Like that That's life was much simpler then. I youth through this through art, basically. You know, like all the things I loved when I was a kid is what I get to make as an adult. You know. <laughs> oh. Well, that, that's, what, that's what it's all about. It's kind of like you're making those re those things that were in your head back in the day to reality now. I mean, action figures were like. Uh, action figures, G.I. Joe specifically, and like um, Star Wars and comics, and well, they were like two like hugely influential things on me. Um, and skateboarding was another big one. But yeah, so <clears throat> as far as the figures go, I got those two in the works, and then I got another one um, that's in the prototype phase. So I'm waiting for the prototype to be printed out. It's all sculpted. Nice. Then there's another one that's. Um, Supposed to be starting on in March, but we'll see. I'm not sure if that one's going to go through right away, but it'll definitely happen at some point. So, and then the other thing that you did differently during the pandemic was you did that letterpress of the woolly mammoth um, and the astronaut looking figure on top of him, which I had a question about that astronaut figure. There was some resemblance from that and the, the guy from the flaming lips kind of thing. Are these like, 
in a similar like world? Are these like characters that you might cross pollinate on prints or like something I do that it's not I'm not really that conscious of it as far as I use a lot of spacemen. Yeah. They're not necessarily the same person. Um, I do the same thing kind of with my bearded giant dudes. They kind of look similar, but they're not the, they're not the same exactly, you know? Um, so no, <laughs> it's not the same person. So uh, you beat me. Cause I was like, I'm like, wow, Jim's just developing this like crazy world of like bearded pipe smoking people across all these bands and these astronauts like live. Well, there goes that theory, you know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, no, it, it, I mean, they all kind of inhabit the same world, I guess, but they're not the same characters, I guess. Sure. Sure. They're kind of, yeah. a, a lot of the time like that, that the woolly mammoth and the spaceman, that was the image was on a built to spill poster. Um, <clears throat> so, kind of the the way it works a little bit for me is like i think of it as it's almost like a character development like i like that was probably the first time i drew a spaceman on it something so like the next time i draw it i'm thinking how can i make this character better you know or like more interesting or whatever you know so i think the next character the next time i drew a spaceman was on the claypool lemon and delirium uh, poster where he's got the monkey on his chest and um, in like a baby carrier on his chest and he's got the lasso and I don't know if you've seen that one. So um, the, the, the only one I saw, cause I, I went to that tour cause the flaming lips, not the flaming lips. Yeah. The flaming lips were on that tour as well. I, the one tour I saw, but there was like, did you, there was like a, I have a t-shirt with a spaceman on the front of it. I don't know. No, it's not that this was a, this one was quite a while back. Um, but anyways, yeah. So when I, when I, I tend to kind of, you can see, like, if you look through all the posters I've done with Spaceman, you can kind of see a progression of, like, how they evolve, basically, over the years. Whether it's, you know, I've gotten a little better at drawing or whatever, or my ideas are a little more fleshed out type of thing, stuff like that. I mean, the same thing for the, the bearded the bearded guys and some of the unicorn you can see, like, the, the, the four-eyed unicorn that I drew was first on a ween poster, but it's actually changed quite a bit you know over the years on different posters and i kind of i liken it a little bit to like <clears throat> i mean it's similar to like when you when you fr saw that first episode of the simpsons or like in the movie theater before a movie and it like if you look at it now they don't look they look so much different back then you know it really they does just, yeah as they worked on the show you know yeah, it's it's funny you mention it. Like, so when Disney Plus came out, my kids were like, "Hey, let's catch up on The Simpsons." So we watched yeah. the first episode, which is the Christmas episode when they get Santos L. Harper. Mm -hmm. or, well, I, well, Santos. I don't know. I I always assume L. Harper because of you know Pearl Jam. Anyway, but <laughs> they get Santos, and then it's like, like you look at this the the cartoon itself, and it's kind of weird, um, you know, like just the the difference. Like that looks. Like and then if you watch like three seasons later, it it gets better. Three seasons later, it gets better. Like the progression, it you know. But even like a Toy Story is another prime example. If you look at Toy Story one to Toy Story three and like the progression of like technology and art, it's it's pretty amazing. Well, yeah, I mean that's kind of my mindset when I'm doing this stuff. Like, I try not to get too caught up in like having a character that needs to look exactly the same every time I do it because I think it's probably going to be better two years down the road than it was you know what i mean that type of thing unless eventually i get to a point where i'm like okay this is this is it i'm going to try and stick to this model basically um but i'm not afraid to change it up a little bit and you know experiment and well experiments the key word that i find is interesting about this year because and like i said last night on the show i had last night is like you know even though this year you know, with the pandemic really sucked. I mean, let's be realistic. It sucked. It changed our lives. It did slow us down and reevaluate what we were doing and how we can address and do things differently. Um, with like, we talked about you making the, the resin toy. Um, and then the other thing I want to bring up that just, that blew my mind is like, you did this, the, um, the one piece, uh, that we were just talking about the letterpress of the woolly mammoth, which is something totally different. Now I personally have never seen, um, but it was, the, you wouldn't expect that looking at the image online and seeing what it comes out to be is two different. It, it's just, it's something that's unique and, and, and special in its own sense. Doing that process, was that something you had wanted to do leading up to it? Or was it just something that came out of nowhere? Uh, 
no, actually, it's funny. Like when I think when the, we got locked down here in like March, and I got asked to do that um, that group pushing paint where you do like the songs and or the, an art print inspired by a Pearl Jam song, basically. Mm-hmm. So I I did a five. That was like my first letterpress, and I did a five color letterpress um, for that one, and. <clears throat> I really liked the, I really kind of fell in love with it. Although I, I will say that five colors is a bit much on a letterpress. So I was, you know, I did that one and then I kind of like pulled it back and I decided I was going to start doing just kind of like single one color line art pieces. Cause I feel like that's kind of the charm of it. You know, you get the, you got the embossed kind of feel to it and it's the simplicity of it. And yeah. you can kind of, it's just on the line work and, um, that type of thing. So I, I've, I think I've done five letter presses since then. Um, and people really like them. So I keep, you know, I'm like, Oh, people like them and I like making them. So I keep kind of making sure I try to do one every so often. Well, you know, it's the piece itself. What I really liked about the, the, the piece, it was the original writer. Yeah. Okay. Is that it? I like how there's a lot of negative space on the bottom where like it's coming out. Um, you know, to, to like an image, like I, like the clouds that form around it, that negative space coming through and that different uniqueness. And I've always liked the rough cut on the edges. Cause it, you don't, you, you wouldn't mat that. You can almost put that with like just a flat color behind it to make it pop yep. a little bit. Yeah. And it's unique in its own sense. It's, it's a different kind of piece. It's a different kind of, it, it's a statement. There's just so much to it, you know, um, I, no, I really, I really dig it, and it, it's cool that you were able to accomplish this. And then another co- thing you did was you made the hoodie and the T-shirts uh, come out this year. So all, all these different pieces that you know, when you're in a regular year when bands are touring and stuff, you're getting hit. You know, that's when you're that's when work's coming in. You got to do that because that comes priority over on passion pieces. You do these passion pieces because it's something you want to do. You're building up these things, and then they're selling really good. Like. How does that make you feel like when you can see that turnaround of like, hey, I know this is selling because it might say Foo Fighters, even though personally I know it has a lot more to do with the art, or hey, this is selling because it's something to do with this, but then you're seeing things come together that it's your art that's selling. Yeah, I mean, it's like the ultimate best feeling, basically. I mean, that's pretty much, I mean, that's what you, I think, I mean, I'm I'm not speaking for every artist, but for me, personally, that's kind of like the ultimate goal you know is to be able to sell your own work and not have to rely on anybody else's name being on it or you know i mean granted i will say that a lot of my art prints are you know inspired by images that i've done or concepts that i've done for bands and i think people relate to them that way um but you know i've also put out quite a few things this past year that didn't relate to any band you know image that still sold well. So, um, yeah, it's, it's a great feeling, honestly. I mean, yeah, sometimes I have to pinch myself. <laughs> <laughs> now leading up to the pandemic, were you working on anything that was supposed to go out for bands that is not going anywhere right now that you're kind of waiting on or that held you up at all? Um, well, I, yeah, I mean, I did when, when it's, when everything started getting canceled, I had a, um, a Chris Stapleton poster that I was supposed to do that ended up becoming the hard road art print um, that I did for the Gabba gallery show back in June. Um, so I used that and that went over really well. Um, the, the, the one art print I just released the nothing's normal and never was print with the guy in the boat with the banjo. Yep. That was uh, Abbott brothers poster that was supposed to be for April. So I just kind of, um, the whole time I was working on it, I was like, man, this would make a really cool art print. And then the show got canceled or postponed. And I was like, ah, I'm just going to use it as an art print, you know, but it still took me until, you know, just the end of the last year to finally get back to finishing it. Um, uh, <clears throat> yeah. So, you know, so even though, it's, even, even though you had that issue up front where it's like, all right, well, shit, th- these bands are being postponing shows. I have this work yeah. I put into it. You were able to still turn it around and create it into an art print that was still yeah. extremely successful and, and, and taken over very well by the fans. Yeah, it was, it worked out really well for me, you know? 
and and the snail and the um the the one the piece with him in the boat that was supposed to be an Avett Brothers piece like there's a lot there's a lot of line work in that piece and there's a lot of detail going into that piece so when you look at a piece like that or when I'm looking at a piece like that right now how much how many hours would you say is wrapped up into that piece um that one was a that one was a quite a while I think it was probably a couple of weeks probably like um you know Monday through Friday type stuff you know uh, and then probably a couple of days to separate it so we're talking a hundred hours at least you know yeah oh geez dude I, I mean I really appreciate it and the one thing I do appreciate about you know, looking at your art and I'm looking at a couple different now is, is like the color palette, like how you're able to use the contrast of different tones of green to bring things forward to bring things back to give it depth. Um, which I feel like sometimes you look at prints and you love them, but like maybe the color palette doesn't max, ma- you know, match it so well. Um, yeah. is that something, you know, cause you had, you said you come from a background in, um, illustration. Was that sure. something that you learned early on? Uh, well, I went to school for animation, but um, honestly, color was something that when I when I got out of school, I got a job at a internet place, and uh, we were doing like a bunch of Disney stuff. It was like exclusively like Disney online content, and you know they hired me as an animator, but I was doing like next to no animation. I was just designing stuff, and that was like a really. Um, I was kind of lacking in my design skills and color theory and all that stuff. So I remember the art director, this one, this one, one of the first things I worked on was like all, you know, it was like all blues. And I, I basically, (laughs) he sat me down next to his desk and like basically ripped it apart. And like the way we were in, it was like a bullpen. So like everybody around can all hear this, you know, and it's like, (laughs) like demoralizing. So yeah, I really made it a point to kind of like work on my color theory and like working on, you know, uh, yeah, making some good color choices and, um, it's paid off over the years, but it took, took a while to get to where I am now. Dude, sure. I, I, I guess you just, you have it in the back of my mind. I don't want to get demoralized by this guy again. Let me make sure my shit's correct. It was, I don't... It was brutal. Let me tell you, that was like the first time I've ever had like something like that happen to me, you know? Mm. And uh, I was already nervous as it was. So that like kind of just put me in like a bad, <laughs> a bad <laughs> place. Yeah, it, yeah, it, it, oh, dude. Cool. So with all this coming out and then you have everything, the, the cat, the, the metal horns, the, was I don't know, the, that was a slip mat that came with the t-shirt for the cat, but the slip would had sold out, but you had the cat shirt that just came out, which was a bit, I, that's still, you still have some for sale, correct? Or no, that sold out. Still going. I usually, right. it's funny. I usually do the pre-sales because I don't like, you know, I try not to have too much stuff just sitting around. Like, so I'll sell them. Whoever wants it can get it through the pre-sale. Sure. Uh, but for this one, I just decided to, you know, have them printed up. So they'll probably sit there for a little while, but hopefully they'll sell through eventually. Well, let's, let's go. You know what? As you speak, I'm putting it on my list. I'm going to buy one tonight. Add to cart. Got it. All right. So we're going to, I'm add, I'm buying one as we speak. How do you like that one? Shameless promotion. Everyone go out, buy a t-shirt. Let's see. <laughs> now with all this stuff coming out and with the pandemic in place, how, ha- I mean, and you, and dude, like I said, I'm just super impressed with everything you're doing. Now, as we move forward is, do you have a pretty heavy workload going forward of some stuff that we should be expecting coming out soon? Oh man. Um, I got a lot of stuff going on at the moment. Just, you know, some personal, mostly personal stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, doing another commission and then another commission after that. Um, I don't, I don't know if you saw that the Jimi Hendrix series that the echo gallery is putting on. I'm doing something for that. So that's coming. Now let me ask you a question and just, you don't have to answer it in a way that um, you're giving away anything blink twice. Um, there's a lot going on there. Cause they just did the David Bowie. Then they did kiss. Now they're doing Hendrix. Um, are you involved in any more series coming up with them? Um, I'm not, the only one I really committed to was the Jimi Hendrix. Um, okay. for now, I mean, it's not, I don't know that, that, that means that that's the only one I'll do, but, um, I didn't want to take on too much, you know? Sure. <laughs> now, cause I like kind of getting used to doing my own thing. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't have to book up too much stuff. 
I, I, I can only imagine. Now, I have spoke to uh, Hampton and a few of the people that are working on um, some pieces from those series. Um, with you being attached to that, and I understand those licensing are they're very strict. Is there like were they pretty heavy into what they wanted in the prints, or are they just attached to it because they're like, listen, we know this guy can knock it out of the park. Uh, you know, I think they're they're very much want the artist to do their own thing and like interpret it the way they want. Um, they, there is an approval process. Um, but so far, you know, it's been fairly simple, you know, for the most part. Well, that's awesome. Now, when or we, when should we expect to see that one? I don't know. Um, I'm I'm supposed to start working on it soon, but I have I have no idea what the actual like release schedule is like. Um, I imagine there's probably more than one person working on one at the same time, most likely. You know, because so. yeah, the the Echo Art Studio, I think that one with the Hendrix, that one has quite a few artists attached to it but i mean that one i believe has one two three four yeah like five yeah six of them so that's a seven series print so yeah i do i can't wait to see it i'm i'm pretty excited about that that's gonna be really good i've been wanting to do a Jimi hendrix thing and it's good that it's you know it's legit and licensed and all that so that that makes it makes it cool well, I mean, dude, what the cool thing about all this that's really cool about this whole setup is like even like, you know, Bowie, Kiss, Pink Floyd. I didn't even know there was Pink Floyd until Craig on here said about Pink Floyd. And I'm looking at the website now and I see I didn't even realize Floyd was doing anything. Yeah. I mean, those are like licenses that, that they're never really given out. There's a lot of like, you know, commission pieces and stuff that are great and I love them. But yeah. like to have it backing of the band, it just makes it a little bit more special. Um, yeah. You know, I jumped on the Kiss Hendrix. I will be. I mean, the uh, the Hampton Kiss. I will yeah. be jumping on the Mazda Hendrix like that. There will be a spot on the wall for that. Um, yeah, dude, it's 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 such good stuff, and I like the fact that I said is licensed. Talking yeah. about music and everything music, and we talked about it. You, we actually became um, random texting of random bands. Like, listen to this. You listen to this um, here yeah. recently. What have you been listening to recently during this pandemic? Oh man, um, <clears throat> I've just kind of been turned on to the band Camp. Have you heard of them? No, they're really really good, actually. I think they're from Ohio. They're kind of like a um, rock folk, maybe. I guess you would describe it, but cool, pretty cool. Um, so them, I still listen to a lot of the same the same stuff I was sending to you. Yeah, old habits kind of die hard, but um, and the new Foo Fighter album I've been liking a lot. So you, so you, you like the new Foo Fighters album? I do. I, I'm, I'm not about one song. I won't name which one it is. Sure, sure, sure. Most of them I like quite a bit. So like, I'm not a diehard Foo Fighters loyalist. Like, I like a lot of their stuff. I'm a singles guy for them, but I try listening to the album, and it's good. And I appreciate them as musicians because I could never do anything they do. I just have a. I'm having like I'm not like it's not on repeat for me, and I'm finding myself like after a few songs like putting on something else. Like it's not something yeah. that I'm like digging into and enjoying like, cause the last album and then even the album before, um, like I, I, they were albums that I can listen through all the time. I could put it on repeat. I enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's just, this one's not resonating with me as much as the past. Hmm. You know, I thought after the, there was the first couple songs, I wasn't super into it, but there was some, some other ones that I like a lot. I like a lot more on the, you know, that haven't been actually released to the public yet, but. <clears throat> oh, or not to the, but you know what I mean. They weren't like the, uh, they the weren't released. Came out, yeah. I'm about to say, I'm like, hold on a second. Jim's got <laughs> secret Foo Fighter songs no one's heard of yet. Um, no, yeah, you know, I will tell you, like, so what I did was because this past year and stuff, especially with music, was like I would go back into bands I really loved and listen to obscure albums. Like I, I consider myself like a Pink Floyd loyalist, but like if it isn't like the Wall and Dark Side of the Moon, um, like I never really like those were two albums that on constant rotation throughout my like college days and even in my adulthood. So like after watching the Roger Waters Us and Them uh, concert series, they had the song like Dogs on there. I'm like, what the hell is this song? Why is this nine minute song so good? And I've never heard it before. So then I went and listened to the album Animals and I got lo I went down this like Pink Floyd like rabbit hole like you know of like listening to old music and just getting into that so that's been kind of interesting cuz you know yeah. there, there hasn't been that overload of new music that came out last year that we've had in previous years. 
I've, I've found that I've been, especially this past year, I've been listening to a lot of like older stuff, like the kinks and mm. the car. else kinks in the cars are probably the two two oldest ones but man every time they come they come on i'm like so happy to hear it you know them and tom petty and all these all the bands well you know it's the one band that um i took a break from for a while but then or the artist i took a break from a while because it was just kind of hard to listen to and then he put out they put out a song that he covered so i had a hard time listening to chris cornell after he passed it was just kind of you know, he his music resonated, and I, and it was just hard to listen, knowing what happened. Um, but then, you know, this year, patient he did the cover to Patience, the Guns N' Roses song, and oh, yeah. that was like, first of all, it's really hard to listen to because like the emotion of knowing what his family had to go through, and like what that song's about, and how he brought. But that was like beautiful. But I, then I went down a Chris Cornell hole, and God, his solo stuff is just so underrated. You know, well, minus the Timberland album, which, you know, I don't think many people look at very often. I was listening to some, he, one of his songs came on today and it was like that, that electronic background. And I don't remember what album it was from, but I had to, for, I had to like skip it. Yeah, it's, it, 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 like, anyway, most of the other stuff I love of his, but that, that type of stuff, it just doesn't do it for me. For some yeah, that, it was, I remember when he announced he was doing something with Timberland and I'm like, <laughs> that's just you know like I went, that's not something I'm expecting you know it's just a little, it's a little weird mix now there is something I'm bringing up in all my interviews and, and, and once again you know because this is just very important to me we are weeks away and I know you're a comic book fan so this is very important we are weeks away from actually getting the true Justice League movie the Zack Snyder cut is this something you're excited about uh, I'm going to be honest I didn't know that but I'll watch it. <laughs> Four hours. It's R-rated. The true yeah, dark oh. side. And then also they just showed, I don't know if you saw it. So you, I guess you didn't see the trailer the other day, but no. they actually have uh, the Joker, Jared Letters Jokers in this movie, but he doesn't have the, the teeth or the tattoos. And it's like him as like the Joker from the Dark Knight series from back in the 80s. Um, oh, wow. Yeah. I'm, I, like I'm a big DC nerd. Like I love <laughs> DC shit. And like I've waited for like this, so I'm excited about this. So nice. When is that supposed to be out? March. I think it's March, March eighth or March twenty eighth or something like that. It's in a few weeks. But yeah, it's it's four hours long, and it's supposed to be like it's Zack Snyder's vision of the movie. So it's because you know he had to leave after he lost his. I think it was more of his child or his brother um, to suicide. Um, I believe. Don't quote me on this, but it was something his family had happened, and it was pretty pretty intimate. So, uh, so Zack Snyder left and then Josh Whedon came in and then he marvelized it and DC wow. movies are just not meant to be marvelized. Um, and then you, I'm assuming you saw the last justice league movie. Um, I did. and it was just a little too hodgepodgey for me. Yeah. I haven't been, I haven't been crazy about a lot of the DC movies to be honest. Um, the Batman ones I, I always usually like, uh, but I don't know. They just don't hit it. The note, the notes, the same, the same way Marvel has, I guess. Yeah. Or whatever. So I'm assuming being being a Marvel fan, have you watched WandaVision? I've watched the first couple episodes. I have to catch up. Dude, it is the most confusing show. I'm not <laughs> smart enough to understand this thing. I'm trying to figure it out. I feel I like I'm one about it. So I'm like, I got to get into it, but I haven't had time to actually. It's one of those things. Like I watch most of my TV while I'm like drawing. Yeah. So it's. Usually, if it's one of those shows you really have to be paying attention to to figure out what's going on. Yeah. So I kind of been putting it off, and you know, it's hard to it's hard to get a time to watch it at night when you know after the kids go to bed. I usually don't feel like paying attention. Well, of course, of course. But no, it, yeah, that was one show. Like three episodes in, I'm like, what the fuck am I watching? Like, what the <laughs> hell is this got to do with anything? And then it just changes, and everything starts making sense. But even still, like now, I'm like, I'm I'm pretty. I think I'm caught up. But like even still, like I have. Dude, you could pay me a million dollars to try to explain that show, and I have no effing idea what's going on with that thing. It's it's it is. Oh, oh. <clears throat> but I will tell you one one show that I have been watching just mm-hmm. recently is uh, Resident Alien on Sci-Fi. Have you seen the previews for it? Is that based off of the movie from the ninety or the eighties? Uh, I don't. I have no idea. But it, it's got I from remember that that movie Dodgeball. Of course, I do. Uh, well, the guy who plays the pirate, they thinks he's the pirate. Yeah. He's the, he's the main character. It's really, it's a really cool movie. 
I mean, not a movie, it's a show, but um, yeah, it's really good. It's super funny, and uh, you should check it out. Oh, I see what you're saying. Oh, jeez, I'm going to have to see it. There's no, because I know Sci-Fi Channel put out a something that it was an alien, but it's based off the like this alien series from like the 80s of like these aliens living in the world and they're cops and stuff. I don't know. Um, I forgot what that's called. No, so yeah, I have to, that's going on the list, Resident Alien. No, I just finished watching The, sh- the Stand on CBS Plus, um, the Stephen King one. Yeah, I, I've seen a, I've seen a few episodes of that as well, dude. It's it's really good, and yeah. then it just it's it just me and my wife were a little disappointed in how it ends. Okay. Um, but it is what it is. I don't want to ruin it for you. you haven't seen everything, <laughs> um, but I mean that's what it is. All the, it's crazy how like binge watching has become like the normalcy. Like before, like yeah. when you people would talk about binge watching, you'd be like, do you you know get a life? Now it's like what? It's like you're you're trading notes on bi- what you're binge watching and how you're you know accommodating things or seeing things. I mean, yeah. I we've invested in my home a home theater at the house. We have like stadium seating in my basement now because it's <laughs> like, well, we're not going to the movies. Might as well make a freaking movie theater. I know. Hey, you, you you know you only live once, and I mean it's it's kind of the idea that movies are now being released in an action that you can actually see them in your house instead of like having to go to a yeah. theater, which I miss. But it's you know might as well enjoy it. Yeah, I mean I I really miss the movie theater. Me and my son used to go, you know, usually about once a week, which is which is cool to just hang out with him, catch a catch a movie or whatever. But I'm looking forward to that coming back. Yeah, it's you know there's um. So we travel an hour, like four times a week for my son to play soccer. And in that town, they have an Alamo draft house. And what they're doing now is you can rent out a theater and see the most current movie or like you could watch any movie you want. Just bring the movie or something. And it's like 200 bucks. And I'll be honest with you, it, it has been extremely tempting <laughs> just to do that because like the whole experience, it's almost like going to a concert, the experience of like, or even hell, even opening a, a, a print. It's like, there's like there's something about it, like about like going to the movie theater, getting a ticket, paying overpriced popcorn, buying overpriced candy, or sneaking in candy, which is kind of like a rush in its own sense, and then going to the yeah. movie. It, that's kind of the fun thing. It's the same thing with like yeah. getting an art print, dude. I have a flat file with hundreds of prints in them that'll probably never see a frame, but I have it. But there's there's no better feeling in the world of like popping the top. You get the whiff of the ink for the first time, especially if you get it brand new. You unroll it and you see it and it's like it's mine, and then you flatten it out, you look at it and then you shut the drawer and then you got it. It's own. <laughs> you own it. It's yours. Yep. Yeah. Trust me, I know that feeling all too well. I've been buying, I, I like especially with the toy stuff. I like see something, I have to have it. I get it. I open it and then it sit. And then I set it on my desk or hang it somewhere and then that's it. You know, and just oh. like that. It's like that rush of whatever you know dopamine or whatever it is that you yeah it just triggers something it's like you know it's it is interesting like so i have kind of limited myself a little bit on prints because i have like my dude my whole basement so i is wall-to-wall prints like every damn square inch of this house is print. i got i got a couple spaces and like i have like reasoning i'm like all right well i'm waiting for this artist to do something that i'm it's going here like right behind me like i told justin hampton i'm like as soon as that kiss print comes, it's going to go right here. Like that's, that's <laughs> its spot. And, um, you know, I have some other pieces and stuff that I'm like waiting for, but for the most part, it's like, you get to a point where it's like, you got, you know, your, your walls can only be covered so much. Yeah. We got, we don't have that many prints hanging in our house. Surprisingly. And really? Most of it's my stuff, which I'm not crazy about looking at all the time, but, um, we have like a, we have a Sperry hanging up and, a couple oh i have a david welker and oh. a couple methane prints but you know and then some of my stuff now was my, so is it your I, wife goes out and frames it up and like puts it up as like you know well, like we're both big abbott brothers fans so whenever i do posters and she she's really into it she'll she'll want to hang it up you know so we'll hang those dude that's awesome it's kind of like you know it's kind of like that report card you get it up it's she approves of it it's up now you get to look at it and be proud of it that's true. <laughs> you got the A plus report card. That's like all over the house. That's how I'd look at it. Yeah. I wish I could do something at work and my wife would be proud enough to put it up on the wall, but you know, <laughs> shit, that doesn't happen here. Oh man! But no, dude, it's it is pretty amazing what things you know how the the turn of events and how things are going for you, and and, it, and it's pretty exciting for that. Is there anything that you haven't done yet that's like on the bucket list as an artist that you still want to accomplish? I guess, over the next, before 
concerts and venues open that you're that time of what is going to be pulled from you is going to be non-existent. Hmm. I mean, one of my, one of the biggest things I've wanted to do is um, do like an actual vinyl figure. Um, that's kind of like my big white whale at the moment. Um, that, and I'm, I'm hoping to have a, a show of just paintings or mostly paintings. Um, I did two paintings this past year too. Um, one was for um, the Gabba Gallery show, the Bluebeard painting. And then I did another one, um, one fish show, which was for another Gabba Gallery show. Um, so the idea is that we're just going to do a show that's mostly just paintings and maybe like a couple, some prints sprinkled in there or whatever, maybe a, another toy or something like that. But that's kind of, you know, penciled in for that towards the end of the year, but we'll see. Now, when you do a paint like that, it's just setting aside the time to paint all those paintings. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, you kind of have to take like, I'd have, probably have to take at least a couple months just to get everything done. And then, so you kind of have to plan in advance for, you know, bills now, and that type of thing. Now, when you're doing paintings, is it like, is that something you look at like ever turning into a print? Like, uh, I guess what they call them, Giselle, Gisa, I can't ever say the Giselle, Giselle, whatever the, yes. Yeah. Uh, we, we did that with both, with both of those paintings. So basically I did the original painting and then, um, we, we do like a pretty limited run of, um, G clay prints. We'll do like a regular size one, uh, like mini print and also one on like a special type of paper. Um, and it, it works out well. I really like it. I mean, it's just, it's a good way to mix it up. And um, the GK, G clays look, look nice. So, yeah. That, that's great. I'm in the dig it, you know, it's just one other thing you can offer up. That's not, it's, it's just different. Yeah, it's what also shows, it just shows the, the ability of what you're able to do. Cause some people only are di digital artists and some people are just painters. They, the fact that you can translate to both in a sense, you know, that's, that just shows that the 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 resume that is Jim Mazet now is like I said I'm just I, I it's it's really impressive to me because you're I think you might be one of the few artists that like that has a lot of their art up in their house because I talked to a lot of people and they don't really their most artists don't do it so I think it's pretty yeah. cool that you that you should because like I said if I did something like that I'd want to share share it so that's pretty impressive so that's pretty cool all, all the way around when. Will we see the next piece that you've done? Um, I'm trying to think. Oh, I don't really have. I don't think I have anything that's already ready to go, ready to be released. Um, I think I'm working on a commission for a group right now that will probably be the next thing that people see. Okay. Or it could, it could be a toy. I'm not sure. Depending on whichever one comes in first. Um, but yeah, it'll either be one of two toys or that that commission print. Um, nice. Yeah, dude, that's awesome. And I also want to take another minute, real quick, and just say thanks again. Um, Jim uh, is doing something for a benefit we're doing in a couple of weeks uh, that we're announcing soon. That'll be in April. Um, and I, I I can't thank him enough. It's something very personal to me. So I appreciate you doing that for uh, for everything we're doing for this this foundation, which I'll be announcing more information soon. So uh, that's kind of how we met up about a year ago um, and yeah. kind of grew from that. And we're actually going to be able to see the light of day of that. So I dude, I can't thank you enough for that. Um, and then on another personal level, thank you for all the music recommendations. Cause you have sent me some pretty good picks. My pleasure, man. Now question is, have you listened to anything I've sent you? You have to refresh my memory. I know I'm pretty sure I, I did listen to it when you sent it to me. So the one I sent to you that I thought you were going to love was Jackson pines. Yes, I did dig it. Okay. I, I felt like that was like in your wheelhouse of like what, cause you were sending me music. I'm like, all right, I got to find something. And then I'm like, all right, this band is right there for him. Like, all right. So I got something. I'm like, yeah. I'll have to go back though. I, I, I did listen to it when you sent it, but I haven't, I haven't revisited it, but I'll check yeah. it out again. Yeah, they're I because Danny Clinch is very much on board with them and pushing them like crazy. Um, I I think they're pretty darn close of having a breakout with the new album coming out in a couple weeks, oh, and cool. they'll be on the show. They're gonna uh, debut the album on the show, which I you know is pretty unrealistic for me, but yeah, that's coming up in a few weeks. But yeah, I, yeah, I just got it. You know, I just it's unbelievable to me. Like that's that's my shit that I put up on the wall. Like you know, just unrealistic shit. Um, Who was it? You again? Was it 
Pilot Childers, I think, was one of was was one of them, right? I did say. No, you did send me that one. Yeah, you sent me. You did send me quite a few. I was like, dude, yeah, because that's the one I went down a rabbit hole with. You're like, yeah, listen to this, and you're like, well, some of the other ones get a little more country, but like yeah. this one is, and then yeah, that I went down a rabbit hole with his stuff, and that stuff was like, you know, what's crazy about him is like you listen to his older stuff, and it's like it's not really country; it's more like Americana type stuff. Yeah, but you get sucked in so much with that. But then if you revisit the country stuff, it sounds different. It doesn't sound like if. If you weren't to have heard, if you didn't never heard that older stuff, and you just put on the country album, you probably and you weren't a country fan, you'd be like, oh, I can't, you know, this isn't for me. That's kind of how I felt, even though I had already listened to his stuff and loved him. When I first heard the newer album, I was like, oh, why is he changing? You know what he's doing, and but now I listen to everything. Like I'll put it just on a playlist, and I'll run through every album, and I love every one almost the same, you know, equally for the most part. You it's know, weird. Another- develop like this taste for even though i don't know how to explain it well it's kind of like similar like ryan adams like ryan adams like if you listen to his first original art with whiskey town that was a very much like country americana then he went out on his own and he did this like kind of indie rock thing and then you know he leaves and then he does like a metal album and then he does the the what the, then he did Cole Rose's stuff and then he did the the Taylor Swift cover out al- you know cover album so he's all over the place too but like if you only listen to one album and judge him on that one album you wouldn't know that like the other stuff he's done so I get I mean it's 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 impressive when someone has the ability to turn different things out yeah agreed that Eddie Vedder print is awesome someone just said oh that's Vic. Mm. Thank you, Rick. Yeah, no, it's did you you I mean, big fan base, a lot of people pushing out shit. Dude, I mean, I'm I'm always impressed because I wish I had the freaking talent like you have. It's just amazing when you can see someone that like when you put an image to paper and it can tell a story without you having to explain it. Like I feel like, you know, whether it's what your story is meant to be, but you can actually pull something from it, I feel like you're doing your yeah. job. I like I don't like to explain my images too much. I like people to just kind of draw their own, you know, conclusions from it or, or make up their own stories from from it. Um, you know, sometimes I'll have a little, like maybe a little um, blurb of text that kind of explain my thought process, but I don't want to go into like a whole detailed story because I I feel like you kind of alien, may alienate certain people. You know, um, someone that may look at something and have that think it's something totally different you know no i i completely understand that and it's but like as well and until recently when you told me that i thought all of your characters were this story of just jumping from print to print <laughs> only to find out they had no similarities so i guess my yeah. bubble my bubble was popped on that one asked me a very similar question we were doing a zoom a zoom thing and he was like so are these fish these fish characters with the legs are they all you know are they the same character and i was like uh, no, not really. You know, they're all just kind of, and he's like, oh yeah, now that I look at it, it looks like they're just kind of like all different, you know, he kind of came to that same conclusion on his own, which was funny. It was, we kind of laughing about it. Well, it's interesting because a lot of artists do do these, like Dan Mumford is someone that I recently interviewed that he talked about, like a lot of his prints, like kind of fall in line with that similarity of like, they're in the same world almost. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just part of, part of, you know, creating that, um, continuity, I guess, you know, that people kind of look for in your work. Oh uh, yeah, it's it's. Well, I'm I'm gonna pretend that you didn't tell me that these things don't exist in their own little world, and <laughs> I'm just gonna believe it for now on that Jim Az has made this creative world of things, and it just kind of works. That the Flaming Lips print astronauts the same one that's on the back of everything. So, <laughs> yeah, you know, I'll take it as it is. No, yeah, dude, it's 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 crazy, and I mean, like when I look at your when I broke down the list of everyone you worked with, you know, it's dude, it's so impressive. Like I, you know, and I know I said this in the last interview, but like it, when you look at the lineups of like Primus, you did, you've done Eddie Vedder, you've done, um, the, the you've done Avert brothers, you've done ween, you've done Foo Fighters, you've done, I think I said Primus, but I'll say it again. Um, I mean the lineup is, and that's just a, that's just like the top, that's like the foam of the beer. Like there's still a lot of good stuff left and your art prints, like I said this year, really do showcase the ability of growth and stuff that's absolutely out of this world. Thank you. You've yeah, I've been really 
fortunate um, to get to work with some of the bands, you know. Um, <clears throat> but it also came with years of, you know, emailing and sending samples and, you know, um, basically just constantly, <laughs> not constantly, but, you know, being that slight little pest that's always like there, like, hey, um, you know, I'd love to do something for you, you know. There was some bands like Widespread Panic. I, I probably emailed them like three or four times before they actually responded. And they only responded because they some other artists bailed on them. And they were like, if you can get this done in a month. And I'm like, a month? That's like that's like a year, basically. You know, like that was like a long time for me. And I'm like, hell yeah, I'll get it done in a month. And then after that, you have a client that gives you consistent work, you know? Yeah, um, no but yeah, I, I tell sometimes people will ask me or younger artists will ask me about, you know, reaching out to bands and stuff like that. And I always make sure I tell them that, you know, a good portion of the bands that I've done work for didn't respond the first time I emailed them or, you know, um, usually if they don't want your work or they don't need you, they're not going to respond and tell you that, you know, so you kind of have to you know, read into that and say, maybe I need to get better or maybe, you know, it's not the right time. So you wait six months and try again or send some new, send some new work and maybe something, some of the newer work will, you know, um, appeal to them or, you know, most it takes is that one little break basically. And what was your big break? What was the one that really defined you to move forward with? Uh, dude, there's no, I don't, I don't really believe in like the one big break, <laughs> you know, well, what was, I mean, well, maybe not the break, maybe that's a bad way of saying, it, but what was the one yeah. that started opening doors for you to continue to really start moving into other artists? Um, man, that's a, that's a tough one. I will say, honestly, I'm going to give the credit to Eric church. Okay. Uh, mainly because he was one of the first artists that I did prints for through his management. So it kind of gave me that uh, working directly with the artist cred, whereas before that I had been working with um, mostly uh, promoters and club venues and stuff like that, which isn't really the same. Um, a lot of times the bands don't um, get approval over that art. It's just more like used as a gift to them type of thing. Yeah. So when you're kind of trying to work your way into the, the management scene and working directly with the bands it helps when you tell them oh i have this person you know i do work for this person or i do work for this person um so yeah he was he was one of the ones that gave me that first kind of foot in the door you know and then it, it kind of it progressed pretty rapidly from there you know it was i think him and then i think band of horses actually it's funny we were talking about that they were like shortly after that i started doing some work for them but yeah, Eric Church, I mean, he's been he's been my client for almost the whole it's going to be 10 years in November that I've been doing this full time and he was kind of right at the very beginning, came on right at the very beginning and I've been working for him pretty steadily ever since. So. Well, that's great. I did yeah. just um get a text message from a close friend of mine that said, "Did you know that Jim Mazza did a Chris Cornell piece?" And I'm now done. he said, and he sent me the picture of done three, three Cornell posters. Oh, really? The one he sent me is this beautiful blue guitar. Yeah, with... that was the promoter piece. Um, that's actually my favorite print that I've done for him, though. And then I've done a couple others that were for um, his merch. Dude, that God, I just said a little while ago <laughs> on the show that I wasn't going to be buying any more prints. I'm going to be an artist soon. The uh, the guitar. Is it really? Yeah. So pretty oh. soon, next couple months. Oh, that's gonna have to be something I buy. But it's gonna look a little different. It's not gonna look exactly like that. It's gonna be the guitar with the thorns, but it's gonna be some other stuff added to it, kind of to commemorate Chris Cornell. But it's not gonna say obviously Chris Cornell on it. Sure, it's sure. Commemorative piece. <laughs> oh man, this is dude. I really love this. No, I once again. It's coming across people saying they really like your work. Everyone keeps talking about it. Everyone enjoys your stuff, man. I, if your following is unparalleled to many other followers. I mean, it's anytime you put your stuff out, it's it, it's very, like you had said before, the people that purchase, it's very similar in the following that they say they love it. They spread the word. You have that great following behind you. 
getting to know you. You're, you're an amazing artist. You're an awesome human being. Um, and I, and I just applaud you for everything you've been able to do during this pandemic and these crazy times. And as you grow, um, and once again, thank you for, uh, work that I can't wait to share, uh, that you're doing with me in this, uh, uh, this, uh, this benefit that I'll be announcing soon, um, for Parkinson's disease, which means something to me personally. Um, so definitely keep an eye out for that. So listen, if, if you don't know who Jim Maz is and you're watching a show, well, first I, I find you foolish because you should know who he is because the guy has, the, the the guy's been doing it for a long time, and the guy is, is absolutely um, incredible. I can't curse anymore because I knew his kids were coming soon, so I kept the curse since the beginning of the episode, and then I heard the kids come in, and then I stopped, so I can't drop the F-bomb as much as I'd like to. Um, They've heard but, it all. <laughs> I, I understand <laughs> that. My kids, too. But, man, listen. Thank you again for coming on for, I guess, like I said, inning two. I like that because we both uh, like the same uh, baseball team, um, even though I feel like we're going to be in for – are you all in for Boston, by the way? Are, are you like – so, dude, it, it... – Like, I'll fit – yeah, I, I stick to one team. Yeah, okay, good. I just, just want to make sure because, dude, this is – I feel like we're, we've had 20 years of the most beautiful thing. Now, the Bruins this year, very excited about. They're doing well. Um Excited about this weekend. They're playing at Lake Placid, which is very interesting. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, dude, Red Sox, Patriots, man, I don't know how that's going to look over the next 20 years. But uh, the Super Bowl, did you watch Tom Brady to see him win his seventh ring, or were you kind of like, yeah. yeah? Well, dude, I named my kid after him. Like, I can't not, like, I, yeah, my kid's name's Brady Williams after Tom Brady oh. and Ted Williams. Like, I can't, like, so, like, dude, it was, like, first of all, in the state of Virginia, 8 o'clock in the morning, they announced everything shut down. Yeah. 47 minutes later, I'll dude, I remember it like it was yesterday. This is like, you know how people have like traumatic syndrome. Dude, this is PTSD to the max. My wife's like, I'm in the bathroom. Right. And she's like, Anthony, she's like, what did you, did you read it? I'm like, read what? She's like, Tom Brady posted what's going on. So I'm, I'm like, I'm in, I'm, you know, I'm in the bathroom, go on my phone, dude. I, I swear to Ed, I'll swear on a freaking stack of Bibles, dude, fucking heart stopped sweat starts pouring down my head i'm like what the fuck's going on and then like a couple hours later he's going to the tampa Bay buccaneers and i'm like the fuck the buccaneers <laughs> like that's a real like like you forget that or even a fucking team because they don't oh excuse like kids and ass you can't there's a there's a kid show too which kid show it's gotta be appropriate like this is you know this is where he's going like the buccaneers and then i'm like a part of me is like, I hope he fails. I hope that I was. And then I'm like, well, you know, it is Tom Brady. Like he needs to do it on his own. Then I'm like, no, screw him. He needs to fail. And then, yeah. and then it's like, oh, he gets Gronkowski there. I'm like, wait a minute. The guy didn't even want to play football. He's in wrestling. He's he's doing WWE the terrible stunts, and now he wants to come back. And then it's yeah. like, oh, we're gonna roll in Antonio Brown, and then we're gonna bring in Letter Ford. I'm like, what the hell is going on in Tampa Bay? Yeah. But that dude. I'm cool with him winning the Super Bowl. Good, Listen, the man deserves it. He gave us 20 great years, six Super Bowl rings that I'll always be forever grateful for. I got to meet him a couple years ago with my kid. He was amazing to my son. Was absolutely, like, just, it was a cool moment that we'll never forget. And so I can't knock the guy. I think he's one of the nicest guys out there. The only, the two things that I feel like upset me the most with him was I feel like the winning of the Super Bowl and how, like, the drunk Tom Brady... And like the the recklessness one, that kind of like just it just I don't know like I always expected something different from him. Yeah. The other thing that really like the thing that pissed me off the most about him leaving was like the Tampa Bay Rays go to the World Series and that mother effer is rooting for the Tampa Bay Rays. I'm like, you lived in Boston, Massachusetts, and you have been involved in this for 20 years for the majority of your life, and you said you want the fucking Tampa Bay Rays to win? How yeah. dare you? Well, he get a bunch of shit for wearing a Yankees hat when he was playing for the uh, Patriots. Yes. Yeah, so, yeah, in two... Th- Dude, I kind of remember that too. I, God, I, it's terrible how bad... In 2006, yeah, he was strolling down with Giselle when they first were dating, and, he had a, and she had got him a Yankees hat, and he was uh, wearing it, and like... Yeah, yeah, that yeah. that kind of blew up. But then he was like, and then you know, it was like, and then it was like four days later, he posted him. He posted a picture on on like whatever, like it was him wearing a Red Sox like hat. So like I was like, all right, all's good. But he never like officially promoted the Yankees. He never went to Yankee Stadium. He never like said, hey, you're in the World Series, Yankees, go Yankees. No, he Just, officially <laughs> rooted for the fucking Rays. <laughs> yeah, mm. I don't know. It was weird for me because I I didn't pay attention to football at all this this season. But then when I was like, oh, he's he's gonna, I 
it was funny because I would see everybody talking shit about Tom Brady and how the the team's doing horrible and blah blah blah. And I was like, uh, so when they were getting into the playoffs, I was kind of surprised because I hadn't really been paying attention, you know. So I watched like the end of their second to last playoff game, and they made it to the Super Bowl. So I'm like, oh, I might as well watch, you know. And then it was like one of his best games I've ever seen him play in like a Super Bowl, you know. It's like, why didn't you do this? It was like always like heart attack stuff at the Patriots, you know. It's like down to the wire or are you coming back from like 30 points or, you know. Well, not to get into a sports topic t- show, but I will say this. You can't, you, we can't rip Belichick yet because when Tom Brady left, he left in March. It didn't give him that much time to really build the team he wanted to to draft properly to do things. So he gets Cam Newton later in the season and there was really no weapons for Cam to be thro- like throwing to. I'm not a big Cam Newton fan. I still, I think, I, I do like St- uh, Stidham. I think that you should give him a chance. That's just my opinion. But this year coming up, is like Belichick has to put something together and they have to make the playoffs because if he if he doesn't, then I think he loses all credibility as a coach that, hey, you know, you're supposed to be this genius of a, a coach, yet you're not able to, you know, kind of counteract. I mean, now did Tom Brady go to a team that was loaded with young talent and a young defense that was absolutely amazing and he just brought people in with Antonio Brown and all these people? 100%. He just stacked a team that was more stacked. And now does it sound like they're going to stack the team even more now that the all these like three players today were talking about wanting to go there because they want to play with Tom Brady and this free open market team that is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers where Bruce Arians is sitting back and letting Tom Brady run the show? Probably yeah. so. But I am excited to see what is Bill Belichick going to do because if Cam Newton's a quarterback next year, first of all, I think I don't think we're making the playoffs again. And two, like I, I just I'm excited for the future, but like Man, like watching like Ben Attendee get traded yesterday, uh, two days ago, like that was a heartbreak for me. Um, yeah. Like it's just, dude. It's like I said, I have high hopes for this. Like I love what the Celtics right now and the Bruins, probably the next team to win a championship. But yeah, man, it's just I don't know. I, I've like, I just love I love my Sox and Patriots, and like it's like that's the order. It's like Patriots, are, oh, Sox are first, Patriots, and then it could probably again it goes Celtics, Bruins. But man, I, it's gonna be heartbreak city for a while. Well, yeah, at least you got some other teams to keep it keep it going. I guess so. Or I just keep buying prints to sob in my sorrow. <laughs> <laughs> so if you are a Patriots and Red Sox fan and you are going to be miserable for the next couple of years, go to MazaArt.com and buy up the prints because you need that. You support the people that need supporting. Sympathy buying. That's right. <laughs> All right, Jim. Well, listen, man, I don't want to keep you too long. I know the kids came home. You probably want to go spend time with them. Um Listen, inning two, can't thank you enough. Um, definitely, I know he's got, uh, Jim said he's going to be posting some stuff over the next few months. Keep a lookout for that. Um, go to MazzaArt.com. There's definitely a lot of great prints there that you can be able to purchase. Or you can do like I did and buy the Mazza Cat 3-Eyed uh, print, which has I have officially purchased about 20 minutes ago. So join the chain and purchase stuff from Jim. Um, until next time, Jim, do you have anything else that you need to say to the world that is important or life-changing? <laughs> and with that i say jim thank you so much for coming on the touring fan line hey if you if this you're tuning in late and you want to listen to the beginning of the show or the rest of it you can find this show uh right after this goes live on the touring fan lives facebook page or as of tomorrow this will be a podcast on itunes spotify and pandora and starting april 1st the touring fan live has partnered with pandora and uh sirius xm so if you have sirius xm and you have the app on your phone Starting April 1st, you go to SiriusXM apps, Touring Fan Live, and this show and all the other shows associated with Touring Fan Live will be there. And starting next week, go to www.thetouringfanlive.com, and you'll be able to find all of the upcoming shows when they're there. All the podcasts will be there, and all the information and everything else I'm trying to push or promote and all the other shit. So, hope you enjoyed it. Until next time, I'm Anthony, and that's Jim. Nope, that's Jim. I fuck. I can't. I never. I could fucking never get the pointing done. I always do reverse. That's Jim. You thanks for tuning in for the touring fan live. <laughs>